Twins Talk It Up podcast, where my identical twin brother and I share our thoughts and provide solutions for executives and professionals who want to become masters of speaking and communicating so that they can maximize their influence and impact. Yes, we are identical twins who happen to also be public speakers, executive coaches, and sales leaders. Our company, DSP Leadership Group, focuses on equipping leaders who want to speak with confidence and authority, all while using their authentic voice. Here on the Twins Talk It Up podcast, we present topics about communication and leadership from our perspective as individuals and as twins. Welcome to the Twins Talk It Up podcast. When you think of regional foods, what naturally comes to your mind? Brisket in Texas? Deep dish pizza in Chicago? Cheesesteak in Philadelphia? Lobster rolls in the northeastern part of our country, uh, New England region? Well, when you mention Maryland and the Mid-Atlantic area, one restaurant comes to the mind of most people. And today, we've got a special treat for you. We've got an incredible leader, a co-owner of a restaurant, a leader within the community, and he's going to speak about his passion, not only for food, but about his drive to continue his father's legacy, to impact the greater Baltimore region, the lessons he's learned over the years as a leader, and something that he talks about called his leadership commandments. John Menedekis is the president and co-owner, along with his brother Tony, of Jimmy's Famous Seafood here in Baltimore, Maryland. He's also the co-host of the CropCast podcast. John, welcome to the Twins Talk It Up program. How's it going, guys? Thank you for having me. I'm honored to be here. Thank you. I don't know if there was a better intro I've ever heard in my whole life. That is fantastic. I love the analogy of all the, the famous food places around the region and the beta go back to John. That is fantastic. John, this is Danny, by the way. I just want to make sure that during our podcast, we let the audience know who's speaking. Uh, so, John, can you briefly share the history of Jimmy's famous seafood, the impact that you and your family have had in the greater Baltimore community, and also the vision that you and your brother had in continuing, continuing your father's legacy, Demetrius Jimmy, started back in 1974. Yeah, so, you know, as you just referenced, it was founded in 74, so we're going on 48 years, and I don't think I can give you a brief history. Um, you know, it's, it's a very unique story, and that's, you know, the biggest reason why when people ask us why we don't franchise, it's, it's just really hard to replicate. Uh, what we built here and the legacy and the story and you know the fact that we grew up literally on top of the restaurant um you can't replicate that and it's a, spe it's a special place um and unless you lived it it's it's really hard to explain but i'll do i guess the best that i can um you know my father came over here as an immigrant and he started um with you know a bar and a carryout and um it's just been exponentially growing since then, I guess. And, you know, I, I, I believe that he really is the American dream. Oh, he was rather, unfortunately, you know, he passed away uh, 18 years ago. Um, so just uh, really shows what hard work and, and dedication and all the words that, you know, we study and we try to live by uh, can get you in America and have gotten you in the past in America and continue to get us you know, here in America, um, you know, the country changes, but I think, you know, work ethic and honesty and loyalty and, and honor will always be rewarded. Um, and the, I think that my family, 
I like to believe is uh, a prime example of that. Uh, we, we know we work hard every day. Um, we try to get better every day and we treat everybody like family. And, you know, when you do things like that and you do them consistently and, and you live by those commandments, I think, you know, more times than not, good things tend to happen. Yeah, John, this is David. I, I love how you said about the importance of family and you and I have talked on several occasions, but one thing you mentioned before that maybe our audience might miss is that when they come into one of your restaurants, your food trucks, when they encounter you, you say they're family. They're not a ticket item. They're not like a, a dollar sign. They're family when they come to the door. And I think people generally feel that. And I mean, literally the food is awesome, man. I love it. But it's the, it's the way you make people feel when they walk through those doors. It's the way you make people feel when you shake their hands. And so to me, I want to say kudos to the way you built this and the way that you and your brother continue to push that envelope for what Jimmy's should be, not just for the community, but really for what the restaurant and hospitality business should be as a whole. I mean, we definitely take a lot of pride in our food and we think that we do have a good product, but it'd be a little egotistical for me to think that the only reason why people come here is because of the food. Um, and people come here at times, five, six, seven times a week. Right. Mm -hmm. And um, it's the experience and it's, you know, being genuine. And as you reference, when you do shake somebody's hand, you know, looking them in the eyes and, and making them aware that for that moment, they're the only person that matters to you. Yeah. And it's easy for us because we literally grew up in that building. Um, and they're in our house. So it's, it's very easy for me to treat somebody like a guest in my house when they're in the restaurant because they're literally in my house, you know? So, um, you know, we know how many restaurants and, you know, Starbucks and other destinations they drive by yeah. um, to come here. And we, we never lose sight of that. And, you know, we're, we're thankful for that. And, and that's really why we don't have bad days around here because, you know, even if, you have, you know, I don't know, a rainstorm or a snowstorm. There's not a lot of people in here. Um, there's still people in here. And they, they went, uh, if you walk through the parking lot, you'll see license plates from West Virginia and North Carolina and New York and Pennsylvania. And they went out of their way to, you know, to come support you. And you never lose sight of that. You never take it for granted. And without them, you know, we're nothing. So it just makes it, makes it very rewarding, man. I wouldn't change you know, my job for anybody else is I love what I do. I know my brother loves what he does. And we try to find, you know, employees and coworkers that share that passion. And you can kind of tell right away. And I think in any industry, you know, when, when a team in football, for example, you know, drafts somebody, they can probably tell right away if that player, you know, has the passion. And, you know, we can tell right away when somebody starts working with us, if they have that passion, if they want to go that extra mile or not. Yeah, that's fantastic. I this is Danny, by the way. I love how you go and emphasize again that literally when people eat at your restaurant, they are in your house. That is fantastic. <laughs> you know, one of the things that has uh, happened, of course, over the year, and people are still feeling the effects of it is the pandemic. And one of the things that I found very amazed is that you care not only about your own restaurant but you have so much care for the community, so much care for other businesses, even so much care for your own competitors that you started a nonprofit called the Famous Fund that has raised already over $500,000 in support of small 
family, independent owned restaurants, and any bar that has been impacted by the health pandemic. I believe so far over 30 businesses have received this financial support already from this fund. And if that's the case, give us a little bit more insight. Why did you begin the fund to support your competitors, to support the community and to support, support other small businesses? What was the driving factor of creating this fund? Yeah, I mean, it was necessity, I guess. Um, gosh, it, it feels like so long ago now, you know, COVID, but it, you know, it was only a few months ago, really. Um, and it was just hell, uh, not only obviously for us, but for other restaurants and bars. And I really feel that for some reason, um, at some point during one of the many waves of COVID, just our industry really became villainized, right? Um, we, you know, I don't think anybody, with the exception of maybe the events industry, got hit harder than our industry. Um, and, you know, we were told to adapt and pivot and, you know, all those buzzwords that people loved using, but it's easy to say it. It's another, it's another thing altogether to live it and to have to tell somebody that the business they worked on for 60, 70 years, which was happening, has to close through no fault of their own. And that's when I was not going to sit by and let these people lose their dreams. And, you know, I was on Zoom calls like we are right now with people that didn't even know how to use their computer. Um, and it was so cute and adorable. And they were in tears because they were losing their business and they didn't know if they were going to be able to open the next day. And they were wondering if maybe they should defy the orders. And that's, that's when I knew that something had to be done. Um, and, you know, through our uh, network and uh, through my city, Baltimore, which I knew is the best in the world. And I knew they would step up. Uh, we were able to create what's now known as the famous fund. And as you referenced, we were able to help out 31 businesses and, you know, still counting because we're not out of the woods yet. And we surpassed our goal within 24 hours and we kept it going and it, it kind of consumed my life for a while there. And it's something that I wish I never had to do, uh, but it's definitely something that you know all of us are very proud of and when i say all of us not only you know myself obviously but you know our team here at jimmy's and i think all of us here in baltimore uh you know the one thing that's unique is um only baltimore had a famous fund right every single city throughout the country went through this for the most part with the exception i guess of florida um with you know restaurants facing uh closures and, and restrictions but only baltimore created a famous fund which really speaks in hindsight uh, to the character and the grit and the determination and the blue collar work ethic of Charm City. Yeah, I, I love it. And this is David, by the way, John, and it, it says so much about just your conviction, your passion, but it's interesting because when we were going through this pandemic, the whole world was, there was this, this spirit of how do we just keep it going? How do, we, how do we stay alive? And it was almost this inward focus. And yet you chose to say, no, we can do this collectively. We can do this differently. And that's really what inspired, I believe, this fund that you started to continue to grow. I was there, and this was really, really so cool. And I, I, I don't know if you really knew what this was going to be like, but I was there when Governor Hogan, this is a Maryland state governor, really presented you with this recognition, this citation. And it was amazing because he wanted to acknowledge the work that you put in with the famous fund. And, and I thought to myself, well, John's not the kind of guy that, that really is seeking this type of recognition, but it was such a great acknowledgement of the vision that you had to say, we collectively as a community have to get stronger. 
And it's that whole spirit of, you know, the tide's going to come in, we're all going to rise together. And you weren't afraid of that. And, and I really want to say kudos to you on that. And what a great honor to receive that from the state governor. Yeah, it's definitely um, something I didn't see coming. You know, when you're in the restaurant or hospitality industry, you know, you don't really look at the political world. Uh, you don't have to, thankfully. Um, and we try not to. And, you know, for that, it was a pretty cool moment, but it's obviously not why we did it. Um, you know, I would just as soon say that the celebrities that helped sh share the message was even cooler, you know, just to, to see people across the country taking notice of Baltimore and, and seeing the movement that we created together was really amazing. And when you have, you know, people like Biggie, um, the WWE champion, calling mm -hmm. up a restaurateur from Baltimore and breaking the great news to them, I think that was better than any citation you know and i don't even know where a citation is honestly <laughs> um you know because it's just like it's it's a little self-serving and it's it kind of goes against you know what i stand for but um you know the memories are definitely what i will remember um those moments more so than any piece of paper and you know that goes for life in general right you yeah. just remember the moments you don't remember the test scores and you don't remember uh you know the citations that you receive but you remember everything that went into it and the ride. And I, and I equate that to, again, to bring up a sports analogy. Yeah. I think fans <laughs> frequently can get into um, obsession over winning a title. And I, I, I frequently tell people, you know, even if your team wins the title, all you get is a, a T-shirt and a parade. Like, who cares? You know, enjoy the ride. Enjoy the wins. Enjoy the moments. And, you know, that's, I think that's a good analogy for life. And in hindsight, looking back now on the famous fund, uh, it was definitely the moments that made it special more so than the citations. We'll be right back after this short break. We want to thank our sponsor for today's episode, Live Love Thanks. Live Love Thanks helps purpose-driven women leaders, executives, and entrepreneurs to permanently eliminate clutter and end stress and overwhelm so they can move forward in their careers, relationships, and health. Visit LiveLoveThanks.com for impactful coaching and program professional women's. I am delighted to announce that App Meetup's customers can now benefit from the presentation and speaking training courses with our integration and partnership with DSB Leadership Group. DSB Leadership Group is committed to providing training and resources to support professionals becoming more effective communicators and increase their impact and value. And that is the reason why App Meetup and DSP Leadership Group have formed a partnership to make sure that our MSPs, which is you, can be effective and powerful speakers in the community. Whether you are hosting a major conference, a specialized training, or a year-end corporate event, finding the right keynote speaker or breakout speaker should be at the top of your priority list. Partner with Elite Speaker Services to book speakers according to your specifications and needs. Elite Speaker Services has the depth of speakers and the experience to bring you peace of mind and a successful event. Go to EliteSpeakerServices.com for all your event needs. Let us deliver the message your audience needs to hear. Let us deliver beyond your expectations. Thank you for listening to the Twins Talk It Up podcast. As a special thank you, we have an amazing offer for our listeners. 20% off products or services on our website. Just send us an email with the subject line podcast, and we will send you that special discount code 
at dspleadershipgroup.com. And now, let's get back to the episode. Welcome back to Twins Talk It Up podcast. Awesome. John, this is Dave again, and you touched on something that's interesting, and I, I know we may not have the time to cover it today, but we want to bring you back on the podcast again and again, because there's so much great insight that we can really give our audience about your leadership, things you, you learn, but you do have a background in wrestling, and you do you have great alliances with professional wrestling, and uh, we all grew up with our favorite wrestlers, right? So we all, we know what that's like. Uh, but you actually put on the shorts and you went out there and you did it on tights. I don't know how it works, but you did it as well. But the fact that you you really look at the relationships you had and the connections, and, and I want to touch on this in a minute, but I want to go back to something from that day that you received that, that citation, that acknowledgement from the governor. Uh, you actually gave a presentation that day as well, John. And in that presentation, you shared about what we call your leadership commandments. And, and I love that. And that was a message that I shared with you that you should be able to put this out at any platform, be a keynote speaker in any environment because it transcends beyond the, just the restaurant and hospitality industry. It's really a life and business and community. And that's what you did in that presentation. Can you touch real quickly on what your personal commandments are and why this is a perfect reflection of your commitment and your passion for success? I mean, look, you know, these are my, you know, gosh, you're putting me on the spot here. Um, you know, when, when I did that speech at the Connects event, I, I quickly prefaced it by saying, you know, just because, you know, these work for me doesn't mean that it's going to work for you. And, and everybody's different. Um, so I, I do believe that everybody does need a set of rules that they don't bend. Um, and I have my, my personal set of rules and, and for better or for worse, uh, they've kind of gotten me to where I am today. Um, and, you know, I think the one that most people in, in that room that they um, kind of agreed with, um, no matter what industry you're in, as you, as you just talked about, is the one strike in your out rule. And um, I think that it can go against our, our nature as Americans um, because we are a very forgiving culture, right? We do believe in second chances, but I feel that you know, in my personal business world, um, when somebody, you know, shows me who they are, so to speak, for better or for worse, um, I, I take it to heart. And you only get one strike with me. And uh, that's just me. I think, you know, it doesn't work for everybody. I, I think that it, it, I'm definitely stubborn. And I've, I've been called out on it by my brother a lot of times. And maybe I've burned bridges that I shouldn't have, but um, it's just who I am. And, and I'm very firm in that. And I think that, I do have a, a, a decent set of values on my shoulders and I don't break them for anybody. And uh, when somebody, you know, bends them, I, I, I really take it to heart and I never forget it. Um, the other one uh, that we spoke of that day was to support people that support you and is to keep it in the family, so to speak. And um, just, I think I goes pretty much hand in hand without even knowing, you know, what I was getting myself into that day uh, with the connects uh, mantra of the, you know, everybody keeping, um, you know, their support in house. And, you know, if somebody's not willing you know, to, to support you, you know, you just forget about them. And then people that don't come to Jimmy's, you know, I, I probably wouldn't use their services in life, you know, <laughs> and that people that do come to Jimmy's, I, I make it a point to support them. Um, of course, the other the other things that I talk about that day is 
um, the Spartan mindset, which I aspire to, is you know, and that, that's part of my culture and my Greek upbringing. That's right. And just that's to right. Take no prisoners and just to be very aggressive. Um, just to go out there screaming every day, kicking the door down, and uh, you know, not just you know with your appearance, but you know, uh, mentally as well. Just to always be you know 99 miles an hour and just never take breaks. Um, and that can you know again expand on these as much as you like and then my, my final one my fourth one was to admit, take everything personally and um that comes from you know my uh admiration uh from michael jordan and the way he took everything personal uh in life i take everything personal um there's no uh it's just business with me it's not it's like you're, you know you're literally hurting me you're hurting you know my family you're hurting my employees by not you know by by making this personal so now you know that those are my four rules and i i just don't break them i don't bend them for anybody um and you know i, I guess it, it comes off as very brash and, and aggressive and in your face but um i am a very compassionate person don't, don't get me wrong but what in the business world um when it's time you know, to feed my family, uh, to keep my father's legacy going. Those are my four commandments and I, I refuse to break them. That's awesome. I, I appreciate you sharing with our audience the, the, that today because that's really something that we all need to have some type of uh, standards, some type of saying, some type of mantra, some type of steps. We need to follow something in order to keep us aligned. This is Danny, by the way. I love how uh, almost every time you speak, it's always about the family, about your relationships, and, and, and it's always it's it's the business, it's what you're in. One of the things that I really want to touch base is, is more of the aspect of the community again. You had talked about the community and serving the community, but one thing that people don't realize, also in Baltimore, something that is stable there is the Ravens, right? So you've been you've been um, working partnering with the Ravens since uh, early 2021 season. You brokered a partnership with them, serving Jimmy's at the MT Bank Football Stadium. You also teamed up with the 2021 BMW Championship when it was hosted at the Cave Valley Golf Club in Owings Mills, which is right around the corner. It looks like to me, partnerships are key and very important, and they align with what you believe in. Can you touch a little bit more about those partnerships? And then before you go away, Dave, I brought up wrestling. That intrigued me because I want you to talk about that too. But that's just a side note. You don't have to talk about it now, but we will talk about it. If not at this podcast, another podcast. But please tell our audience a little bit more about why partnerships were key and important to Jimmy's. That's funny because I actually have my last wrestling match coming up in December. <laughs> so I'm training for that. Uh, we'll get to that another time. Um you know, but partnerships, you know, if, if you just go back to the basis of the word, the word and, you know, the concept, it's somebody putting their trust in you mm. and what you stand for and what your brand's about. And, you know, for the BMW championship or for the Washington Nationals or, you know, for the Ravens uh, to put this much trust in us as, as a as a company, as a brand, as a Minidakis family, it's humbling, you know, and, and it's, it's pressure and it's just... Uh, it feels like uh, you really have to live up to their expectations of you now and not just, you know, us as a, as a product, but the way we carry ourselves and um, you know, the way we live our lives. And it's, it's, we never take these things for granted because a 13 year old me would not believe 
you know, these deals that we've been able to strike with these, you know, amazing companies that we you know, in the, especially in the case of the Ravens that we grew up, you know, just being fans and fan is short for fanatic. Uh, you know, we grew up being fanatics of, and, you know, they dictated our mood when we were in grade school for the week, if they won or lost on Sunday. And, and you know, for us to be in a position uh, to put our logo next to theirs, man, it's, it's a dream. Uh, and it's like, I never take it for one second, um, you know, for granted. I, I don't think that I deserve it. You know, I think it, you, I don't think anybody deserves anything in life. You know, you kind of go out there and you earn it. So, you know, I feel like, you know, for that, them to sit, sit down at a table with us and say, you know, we would love to align our brands. It's, it's a testament more than anything. And it's, and it's pressure, man. It's, it's, um, it's humbling, obviously. And uh, it's something that, you know, really motivates me every day. Uh, you know, you, you've, if they're telling somebody uh, to come to Jimmy's, you know, if they're visiting from Minnesota next week for the game, you know, you, you're on a pedestal now, man, and you, and you've got to deliver. And if they're telling people, to walk across the stadium to get a crab cake gay roll from one of your stands, man, like you better deliver and not just the food, man, like the service and, and everything that goes into it. And it's, it's, it's a 24 hour job and it's, it's a, uh, it's a blessing. Yeah. And, you know, uh, and I feel, and I hope that they're happy with it and I hope everybody's happy with it. And I, I you know, it's, uh, it's, uh, I'm running out of words here. It's just, uh, it's, it's, it's a big spotlight and, it's a position, you know, even though I do have, you know, big aspirations, I think everybody in business does, you know, I really never saw this coming. I'll be quite honest. And I'm just doing my part to make sure, you know, we, we always go forward and never backwards with, with those partnerships. Yeah. I love that, John. This is David. And I appreciate your humility to be able to say, you know, it wasn't expected. I mean, every business owner wants to shoot for the stars. They want to be able to do incredible things. But then you realize that along the way, when you align yourself with the right type of brands that match up with your conviction, your core value, there's so much more that can be done. And that's what really has gone on with your vision, what you've done with the Baltimore Ravens. And, and so I want to touch on that because it's true. Athletes know what they like. You know, there's certain foods that they like. They look forward to it. I know when people tell me all the time, hey, Dave, I'm coming to Maryland. What do I got to get? You know, I'm like, look, do you even have to ask? This is Maryland. You know what you got to get when you come here. And so it, it, it's, it's without question. But what's amazing about when you go back to the fund that you started, a lot of your connections, a lot of your friends, a lot of these athletes help to contribute to that fund. And, and, I, and I think that speaks more to you. It wasn't just, hey, I'm going to put this GoFundMe up. Hey, if you guys want to help local businesses, it was, no, no, I'm putting this fund up. And I know that my friends and my partners will help me build this for our community. And that really speaks to you. So I wanted to kind of give you some thought to at least maybe a platform to say, who are some of those um, leaders that really help to build this, not only vision of the GoFundMe and the Jimmy's uh, fam the famous fund, but the ones that you continue to build this vision for the greater Baltimore area. Uh, gosh, you know, the first and foremost, Martin Humphrey, I think without him stepping up within seconds, uh, mm -hmm. the GoFundMe link going up, um, and dropping $10,000 in there, which at the time it was not a 501c3. So that's not a, you know, people are always quick to brush it off and say, oh, it's a, it's a write-off for them. And it wasn't. And of course, the other thing that people love to say, and it's usually with an egg uh, picture is, um, oh, well, he's, he's rich. He's got it. You know, it doesn't matter how much money somebody does have. Uh, $10,000 is a lot of money. <laughs> and they give it to 
somebody you've probably never met. And that's where this money was going to, you know, a, a restaurateur somewhere in Baltimore City is, is a testament to the guy's character. And, uh, you know, so first and foremost, Marlon, and then him continuing throughout the process to use his platform to share stories. You know, I, I think that he deserves more credit than anybody for the success of the Famous Fund. I told him on camera uh, when we were filming the Today Show, it unfortunately didn't make it uh, to the final cut. I said, you know, you should never have to pay for a meal in Baltimore City ever again because you personally saved 31 restaurants. That's awesome. And, you know, and then he starts tagging in guys like Ronnie Stanley yeah. and the DaCosta family well, I was quick to step up. And they're all dropping these enormous amounts of money, which, you know, bring tears to your eyes when you're seeing them because, you know, it's not just a dollar amount. It's a, literally somebody's dream, somebody's life's work being saved. And, you know, everybody's seeing it and realizing it. Of course, Marcus Lamona stepped up um, with $60,000 uh, throughout the entire process. And it was just very amazing. And then, you know, on top of those, and, you know, I know that you asked me for celebrities, just the everyday, you know, working class person dropping the 50s and the 100s and yep. recognizing the names, right? from the restaurant or from social media and being like, wow, man, like he don't have it like this. How is he dropping 200 bucks in here? And it just shows you like how much people are coming together during this time. And then, you know, to add, to answer your second question of, you know, who's helping me out um, in the community and doing good work in the community. Uh, you know, the, gosh, you know, the first person that comes to mind locally is, is probably Tori Smith. Um, mm. Oh he's from, my he's from yeah. the DMV, as they call it. He's from Virginia, but, you know, yeah. Baltimore's his home now. And, um, you know, Tori sets a great example, not only um, as a father, but as a leader and as a role model, because it's one thing to give your money. As I always say, it's another thing to give your time. And that man gives all of his time um, to the center downtown and to various other charities. Again, and I've seen him stroke checks, right? Um for charities, you know, one year at the Show Your Soft Side event, he picked up all the adoption fees, but more hmm. important to him and, and more important, I think, to everybody's vision and, and goal moving forward, especially here in Baltimore, where, you know, we, we need positive role models and leaders is the time. Uh, you always see him in the community. You always see him with various charities physically being there. Um, so, you know, Tori definitely comes to mind. And, you know, guys that I just mentioned as well, Marlon, I know he's before he goes on a little vacation this week or a bye week, he's going to be in the community doing charity stuff. And um, it just goes back to the, you know, the brand that we talk about with the Ravens and, and, you know, being such, so fortunate to be in a partnership with them because on top of the two Super Bowls that they've spoiled us with as a fan base, you know, their involvement in the communities is second to none. I would say across not only the NFL, but any of the four major sports leagues in, in America, uh, it's, it's part of their DNA. And I think that, that's why they've they've had so much success in such a brief period of time in converting not only us as Baltimoreans, but you know, if you go towards like Columbia and, and DC and Annapolis, people that, that grew up wearing burgundy and gold are all of a sudden wearing black and purple. And I think it's more than just wins and losses, right? It's it's, yeah. it's something that you can believe in and get behind um, as a human, uh, not just as a fan. We'll be right back after this short break. We want to thank our sponsor for today's episode, Paul Jackowitz of pauljackowitz.com. 
For all your website design and management needs, visit Paul Jacobitz. That's Paul, J-A-C-K-I-E-W-I-C-Z.com. Are you projecting the right image to your market? Are you optimizing your name recognition and presence online? Elite Public Image is a leader in strategic communications and marketing solutions, ranging from public relations, brand communications, and content marketing strategy to social media and reputation management for businesses, professionals, and VIPs of all types. Whether you're looking to develop a particular brand or need a brand refresh, look no further than Elite Public Image. Visit ElitePublicImage.com and let Elite put their experience to work for you. Thank you for listening to the Twins Talk It Up podcast. As a special thank you, we have an amazing offer for our listeners for a free consultation over the next two weeks. Visit our website and schedule your free 30-minute consultation. And now, let's get back to the episode. Welcome back to Twins Talk It Up podcast. This is Danny. Um, I think that is amazing to say that here's a sports organization that stands out giving back to the community without a doubt. And I love to hear that. It's not, It's like, look, we're not just here for football. We're here because of our community. We're here because of the residents who support us and we want to support them as well. John, can you talk about your relationship with one of my favorite shows I like to watch with my wife and kids? Um, your relationship with Guy Fieri and the exposure of being showcased by his program, yes. diners, drive-ins, and dives. I mean, I love that show. I heard, I heard there's so much that has to happen when he comes on site. He, you actually have to close down your restaurant. His crew has to come inside. He has to taste everything and all that stuff. Can you talk about your relationship with Guy Fieri and, and really the exposure that his program, uh, Diners, Drive-ins, and Dives, has done for Jimmy's? Well, I mean, I can tell you as much as I know, uh, but you know, you probably need a second episode, number one, just to talk about the filming and you need to have my brother on here because as you guys saw through our, our many appearances on the show at this point, he's kind of, he's guy's buddy. Uh, you know, my, <laughs> I and my, my brother have a really great relationship as my brother is, is the chef of the family and I couldn't, I can barely make popcorn. Um, but I can tell you about the process, man. And it is, um, I equate it. Uh, in our in our business in our profession to winning the Super Bowl because once you make it on that show man um, life changes for you and, and nobody can ever take that away from you it's um, it's it's kind of like a we made it moment uh, when you're mm-hmm. on that show and everything that you see on TV is true uh, it's not an act and uh, you know the, the way I am uh, with The Rock my brother is with Guy Fieri and we've mm-hmm. both been yeah, fortunate enough to meet our role models and um they're both as authentic as they come which they yeah. always say never meet your heroes well you know they were definitely wrong on these two guys because it's not an act you know guy guy would come in here at 7 7 30 in the morning just wired and ready to go and everybody's dragging you know it's early in the morning and you know a little nervous got butterflies you can ready to film and he just makes everything so comfortable. It's, mm-hmm. it's, uh, you know, he's got the one liners ready on, on the dime. Uh, you know, it's, right. it's amazing. Um, but yeah, um, it, it's real. It's, it, it is a long process only because they want to, uh, get everything perfectly right for the people watching at home in terms of the ingredients 
and uh, the camera work, you know, the crew is amazing. Uh, you know, guys like Anthony and, and Neil Martin, um, they've been together for years and years and years, and they've traveled the world together at this point because it is an international show now, and and they are a family. Um, and they, you know, they live together uh, for many weeks at a time, like when they go to Italy and stuff. And they're perfectionists, and it's uh, there's a reason why they've won so many Emmys and so many awards because they they're the best. I don't think that anybody can argue that in terms of a food show in terms of longevity in terms of replay value and in terms of authenticity when you can feel it through the screen mm -hmm. uh, they're the best they're the gold standard and that's why they keep getting picked up and uh, that's why people keep watching older episodes and you know we know when one of our episodes is airing because <laughs> our website if it doesn't crash, it gets very close to crashing uh, because of the traffic that it generates. Uh, it's it's a, and and we are in a very unique situation with the show uh, because uh, you know ninety nine times out of a hundred, if you want to uh, go check out one of Guy's spots, you have to wait till you go to that city uh, mm -hmm. you know, for whatever reason. But you know, with us and us being able to ship, ship it well, um, yeah. it just takes people to our website and and. You know, guys uh, put my brother in contact many times with fellow uh, restaurateurs that have appeared on the show that want to really get into that industry, especially during COVID, right when they had to. And yeah. he walked them through the process. And uh, it's good to see like other people, you know, really taking advantage of that opportunity because it, it really is a life changer. And, you know, we were very fortunate the first time that we were chosen to be on the show uh, because Bob, who's the owner of Chaps Pit Beef, prepped us for it. He's like, uh, you know, you better triple your staff the day after it airs and quadruple your staff the day wow. after that day because that's when people have a day to process it yep. and hands to come to you and uh, you know you have the google alerts set up uh, mm -hmm. for the replay so you know when people are coming and you know it's just uh it's really cool because they, they, they all it's like a family it's, they, they are a triple d family they call themselves that you know and they always come in here and they, and they buy the merch and they show you their maps of everywhere they've been in uh throughout the country and then of course when we travel uh, you know, we go check out the places too. Like whenever we go to San Diego, we check out Hodads and, and, you know, we, it's, it's like a little fraternity, so to speak. And it's really cool. And it's, it's a, it's a Super Bowl. It's like, it's like having, you know, a green jacket at the Masters yeah. really, you know, you, you, yeah. know, you can kind of wear that with pride wherever you go for the rest of your life. John, this is David. And um, I'm really so encouraged to hear about how much that has impacted your business. But to be honest, when I look at, D uh, triple d you know I, I try to figure out okay when i'm going to this city for work or when i'm visiting that city I, i've got to go check out one of those establishments it, it's it's something that i do i'm a fan same here but you gotta imagine yeah. like you said people are watching the show and they're like man we gotta get to baltimore but i love that the, you have the ability now you can ship across the world and, and that was something you shared about in your presentation as well and i and i love that people can go on there and say look I may not even make it to Baltimore, but I'm going to get some of that crab cakes, you know? And that's really what, what Baltimore's known for. And that's what you're known for. And, and even recently through this hard, uh, fall season, you put together a pumpkin crab cake, which I thought, man, I got to get down there and try it out with my wife. That was a little different for me. I was like, I got to check that one out. So uh, it, it's pretty cool to be able to see the way that your organization has grown and the way that you've treated people along the way. And it is not... A mistake. It is not uh, something people can go. Wait a second. I don't know why that why that restaurant's growing. We know why it's growing. Um, I want to ask you something a little off cuff, if that's all right, John. I mean, uh, this world with the pandemic has challenged 
uh, businesses in so many different ways, but it's also challenged the sports industry. And now these athletes in college have an opportunity through what they call name, image, and likeness or NIL to be able to make some money while they're in school. Okay, because we know that these amateur athletes, these athletes that really work for those universities, bring in millions and millions of dollars through their performance on the field, but they don't touch it. But through the name, image and likeness, you've got companies, technology, auto, uh, different businesses that are sponsoring these kids now. Um, tell me about some of the work that maybe you're doing now with Jimmy's uh, Famous Seafood with supporting some of these athletes and universities. Yeah, I think, you know, most people can agree that it's long overdue, first and foremost. Uh, as you mentioned, you know, these schools and these universities and, and the NCAA itself is making billions of dollars, billions. you know, off the sweat of these kids' backs is, you know, it's it's a travesty, uh, you know, for lack of a better word. And, um, you know, uh, it's, it's still kind of in the formative stages, right? We don't know what the rules are going to be and um, what kind of you know, it's, it's our first year in this. Um, so people don't know what the full term effect will be. And unfortunately, it's like anything else, there will be sharks out there. There will be bad people out there that have gone. And there's already been some stories out there of people taking advantage of these children and they are children. Let's never lose yeah. that, sight of that. These are you know, 18 to 21 year old kids, you know, where, where Jimmy's came in. Uh, and I am a huge fan of, you know, college sports a lot more so than, than pro sports because of the, you know, authenticity of it and um, the raw emotion. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we, we came in with our meal prep program and we started endorsing um, a, a handful of young athletes that we identified as being comfortable once again uh, with putting our brand on. Right. Like we wanted the charismatic kids. Uh, we wanted kids that had humble origins. Um, so we're working with about eight or nine kids right now. Uh, we're providing their meal prep for them uh, in, in many cases. You know, we're helping them out financially and, you know, you'd be amazed. Um, after dealing with, you know, professional athletes, which we've done for a very long time here, um, the adjustment to a, a college kid, you know, when a college kid, it's sad, man, uh, doesn't have $200, you know, to, to, to get food for the weekend. And, and, you know, they're shy, you know, to, to even ask for it. And it just breaks your heart because these kids, you know, you know, we've all been through college and, you know, we know what it's like to study and imagine, you know, having to be an athlete on top of that and be at practice, you know, at three o'clock and then get on the bus by five. And I couldn't do it, man. Um, so, you know, we're just very fortunate right now to be in a situation uh, to help these kids just have a little bit better uh, experience during uh, their college careers. And um, in many cases, in the majority of cases, you know, these kids will not become pro athletes, right, in college. Uh, so, you know, you can imagine somebody like, you know, like a Luke May, for example, when he was at Carolina, but, you know, the money that he would have been able to make um, as a co college athlete, which probably would have exceeded anything he would have made in the next five years of his life after graduating school, right? Yeah. Uh, because that's somebody that you can endorse as a, gosh, you know, car dealership, let's say, for fifty or $100,000, it doesn't detract him uh, for the most part from, you know, doing his work and, and performing well in the classroom. But, you know, as a six, eight, you know, power forward, he's probably not going to the NBA and he, and he has played in the G league, but that's your time. You know, you, that's your time to make money. Uh, and you'll see kids that are going to come back for a third and a fourth year. I believe that would have been a fringe uh, draft pick, whether it's in the NFL or NBA, and ends up making a better decision for them uh, with the classroom and getting that diploma. And it's a win-win for everybody. Again, as long as 
there is a process put in place and, I, and I, I'm sure there will be um, these things kind of police themselves. Good people take care of good people. Just keep away the, you know, the sharks and, and the people that are just trying to take advantage of these kids and, um, you know, probably prey on some of their weaker financial situations. Yeah. This is Danny. I, I do appreciate you saying that because we, uh, David, and I did a podcast, David and I did a podcast earlier and we were alarmed only 2% yeah, less than two percent of collegiate athletes turn pro, and these athletes are getting up early in the mornings, five, six o'clock in the mornings, to do their own preparation, be disciplined, get their homework done, work out. Then they're going to the classes. Then they're getting out of classes early to work out again with their team, and they're they're mentally putting the work in, physically putting the work in. But yet, only two, less than two percent go to make it professional. Why? have they not been able to be rewarded and compensated over the years? It just blows my mind to think about how these individual students who are still kids, <laughs> yeah, they yeah, don't that, know how that, to negotiate that, contracts. Right. And of that 2%, um, you know, when you say go pro, um, less than three years. Yeah, exactly. So number one, you know, they're not making a ton of money if, if they have a long career. And then when you say go pro, you know, they can go pro, for example, in the professional lacrosse league, and they're not making a lot of money there either. So, you know, when people say less than 2%, you know, the, the reality is a much smaller numbers of, you know, hitting the big time per se financially. So um, as you mentioned, man, these kids, it's, it's a, it's a full-time job. You know, I was down uh, Chapel Hill two weeks ago and I saw looking at the football kids is, you know, going through the ringer uh, on game day prep and, it's it's I couldn't imagine having to study for an exam and much less have a social life. Um, it's so it's, it's 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 about time, honestly. Especially when you look at the some of the numbers that they bring in for you know the NCAA tournament, and uh, you know I'm just very happy uh, to, you know, to be able to finally right because uh, I would have done this a long time ago. Get these kids some crab cakes and get these kids you know steak and rice and good food so that you know they don't have to figure out how they're going to make their fifteen dollars stretch at the 7-Eleven, you know, for the course of the weekend and get some food in their bellies because, you know, people don't know this, you know, most schools don't even take care of the athletes on the weekends, you know, they're on their own. Um, their own. Yep, correct. It's, it's, it's really alarming. Uh, you know, it's, and it is, like I said, it is a new world. We go, uh, but I definitely thought the kids had it uh, a lot better off than they do. And I think that with this becoming a new thing, I think it's only a matter of time before the general public sees, you know, just how much these children go through. And look, I, I can admit, you know, I, I used to be in the camp of these kids get a scholarship. Uh, that's, that's enough for them. And, you know, that's, that's very, 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 very far from the truth, especially in the situation of, you know, the, the top tier athletes. When you see a guy wearing your jersey without your last name on the back, you know why that person spent $70, $80 on that. It's not because of the school in the front. It's because of the guy on the back uh, nine times out of 10. So that's got to really, you know, hurt you and, and, and really mess with your psyche um, and your confidence, which, as we all know, translates not only over into the field, but long-term into the business world as well. Well, this is David. And John, I, uh, I can't tell you how excited I am that we are having this conversation and the fact that I know offline, you're not going to continue dialogue on what we could do to make more of an impact in the greater Baltimore communities that you and I both live in. Uh, but I want to just say I'm, I'm grateful for the time. I mean, if you think about the famous fund, you think about the alliance and partnerships you developed, when you think about the ability to bring in all the different community voices, say, let's make something better for us all. That's really what this is about. And that's leadership. 
And you might say, Dave, this is my style, but a lot of us can learn from being authentic to who we are and learning from the industry we're in, learning from how we've developed and built relationships because perhaps you looking at what you've seen and done over the years can say, Dave, this is how I align my vision. Might be similar to somebody else's, but it might not be for everyone, but it's work for you. And so I really want to thank you for sharing your thoughts with us today. Thank you for the famous food trucks, the catering events, the seafood. I mean, the fact that we can order online, it's amazing. So I want to thank you, John, for joining our program today. And if our listeners out here want to know more about John and Jimmy's Famous Seafoods, go to his, uh, his website. Go to jimmysfamousseafood.com. And you will learn more about what he's doing and you'll be able to order some of his famous crab cakes. I guarantee you're going to love it. I guarantee that you're going to love it. And so, John, thank you for joining our program, brother. It's good to have you on. Yeah, thanks for your time, man. I'm always uh, very humbled whenever anybody asks me, you know, to appear on anything like this and uh, try to pick my brain because it's just, uh, it's what I've been doing my whole life. Well, you're awesome, bro. And uh, we're grateful and I look forward to catching up. And uh, hey, I'd love to get a ticket to come and check you out, man. I got to see you on the mat. Yeah, late late December, my my final match. Uh, hopefully, you know my nephews can can see their uncle wrestle once. So, and then my knee holds up. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome, John. Thanks again, buddy. We'll talk shortly. And appreciate you joining our podcast. And uh, look forward to continue to support you and what you're doing, bud. Thanks, guys. I appreciate it. All right, John. We are good, brother. I'm so grateful you could come on, man. That was so much fun. Thank you for listening to the Twins Talk It Up podcast. Please subscribe and follow us on Instagram at DSP Leadership and visit us online at dspleadershipgroup.com to learn more about our workshops and trainings. We will see you on the next episode of the Twins Talk It Up podcast.